Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Well, we have our second unusual St. Patrick's Day in a row here as we uh, mark one year of the COVID-19 pandemic. That means a lot of the normal activities that people would enjoy on St. Patrick's Day are are not going to happen. They're probably not going to have any parades, although I think a few communities are having socially distanced parades. Um, you're probably not going to be able to go to a big Irish celebration unless you have a pod of like-minded people who have kind of been socially isolated or you're lucky enough to have been vaccinated now. So if you're looking to celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day, you might be looking to have a quiet cocktail with your family or friends. And um, what more appropriate cocktail to have than one made with Irish whiskey? Our guest this morning is Megan Painter. She works for the uh, Pennsylvania Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores as a product education supervisor. Good morning, Megan. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I am okay. I was telling you off the air that usually, you know, these kinds of talk shows are very serious and it's nice to have a topic that's a little bit lighter, much like a good whiskey. But some people take their whiskeys very seriously. And and I'm assuming that you're no exception and uh, the folks that you work with at the PLCB stores are no exception. That's true. A lot of people take a or put a lot of stock into what they're drinking, especially when it comes to whiskey and have, you know, very specific requests about how it's made, how it tastes, how it mixes. All kinds of good details. How how has the consumer uh, perception changed over the years? Because when I was a kid, whiskey was something that you mixed with uh, soda water or Seven Up or something else, and you know there were sort of the mass market whiskeys, which are still available. The Windsor Canadian, Canadian Club, those are the kinds of ones I remember seeing as a kid. Uh, about twenty years ago, it seems like things really shifted and started to change. What happened um, in the retail sector for whiskey? So in the 80s, you had a really big uh, market for vodka, clear spirits, because they were very mixable. You had a culture at the time that was all about excess and the color of the mixed drinks and the, the you know artificially colored product were very, very in vogue at the time. After the 80s, kind of that recession period in the into the 90s and then 2000s, you had a call for, you know, everything old is new again. And I think people decided to revisit whiskey because it was getting better. It had a taste. Vodka, you know, it was so flexible. You could mix it with anything. But then whiskey was kind of, oh, this is cool. Let's try this again. And then a lot of people started rediscovering it at that time. Whiskey is one of the, I think, other than wine, probably one of the oldest uh, beverages. What What is some of the history of, of whiskey worldwide? So whiskey, there are many, many stories about how it began. And depending on what type of culture you originate from, you're going to claim that it was your invention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. But we're going to be focusing mostly on Irish whiskey. Uh-huh. Uh, Ireland began distilling 
what we call whiskey today uh, in the Middle Ages and monasteries. Uh, monks were kind of the smartest people on the block, and they figured out all of the science behind it uh, before we had all of these measurements and machines and all that stuff that we use today. Um, but then it was called Ishkabaha. So okay. Ishkabaha is the, is the Irish Gaelic term for what translates to water of life. Okay. In that language. And then it has been changed in, you know, anglicized, I guess, by eventually we just call it whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Painter is a product education supervisor with the Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores. Uh, Megan, what's the best way for people to get in touch with, I mean, other than visiting a retail location, uh, the website, for instance? What, what, what website should they go to? You can visit S. WGS.com, which is open for shopping and education 24-7. We have most of the products that we're talking about today uh, online and also in our stores. You can also, in our stores currently, we offer curbside pickup on request, um, but we're taking, again, all the precautions in the stores. Uh, You can ask any of the managers at those stores for products that you maybe cannot find, or mm-hmm. they can direct you to where you can find it. So those are all key places to shop. So fwgs.com is the website? Which stands for Fine, Fine wine, wine and Good Spirits. Good Spirits. Okay, Megan Painter is uh, with us this morning. We're going to be talking about Irish whiskey and uh, some of the cocktails that maybe you might want to celebrate with, since you're having a probably a much quieter St. Patrick's Day than many of us are accustomed to. Let me, before we go further with that, um, Megan, let me ask you, how did you become a product education supervisor, and, and what does that job entail? So I started with the uh, Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board uh, about 18 years ago, and it just uh, spiked my interest in, you know, that ever-ending or never-ending quest for knowledge, and I have decided to go down the path of education. So I yeah. learn everything I can about wine and its production and how it tastes and how you enjoy it, and also about spirits. Uh, especially, I have a soft spot for brown spirits, so whiskeys, rums, brandies, things like that. Uh, I have a what's called a CSS in the industry that's the Certified Specialist of Spirits. Okay. Um, kind of degree, I guess you'd call it, uh, certification. Uh, so I, you know, studied for a while and then you get tested on your knowledge, uh, as well as the time that I've spent in the mar- in the industry. So I, for the, the Fine Wine and Good Spirits, I train our employees and educate them about what they're selling. So my bureau, uh, we are in charge of education. So we ensure that most all of our employees, especially those who are tenured, um, receive ongoing education training when it comes to spirits and, of course, wine. Does that include visiting the the distillery, so going to Ireland or to Scotland or wherever the spirits are made? Back before COVID, we would get those opportunities every once in a while, but we're such a large entity that a lot of those um, industry professionals come to us. Sure. Um, of course, there's nothing like hands-on learning, uh, especially looking at the machines that are used and the equipment that's used. Uh, but a lot of times we get, you know, get speakers that, especially now we're doing a lot of webinars and uh-huh. we're doing, um, you know, all kinds of online training things right now just because of COVID, which is good right. because anybody can participate. So I, I don't know very much about whiskey other than that I like drinking it. Uh, Megan Painter is uh, with us this morning from the Fine Wine and Good Spirits Stores, Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board. You can get more information at fwgs.com. We're talking about Irish whiskey in particular ahead of St. Patrick's Day. Wh- where does the whiskey making process start? How, what, what, what do they start with? 
So, Jason, what's your favorite type of whiskey? Any kind. Uh, product product name, I like Tullamore Dew, but I like some of the uh, higher shelf uh, whiskeys as well. But I also like, and I know it's St. Patrick's to be St. Patrick's Day we're talking about, I also like, like a blended scotch or a single malt scotch. Okay, so there are single malts produced in Ireland, so we'll talk about that. Yes, please. Um, but with whiskey in general, uh, you, there's a couple things that you need to know that are, you know, give it the variable, um, pretty much where it's created. The one that you use to make it, which is called a mash bill, mm -hmm. which is the recipe of the fermented grains. Um, the type of still you use to distill that fermented grain mash, and then how many times the product is distilled, mm -hmm. and to what ABV, which is alcohol by volume, okay. um, what ABV the spirit is distilled to, and the processing of the distillate after it is turned into that ethanol or that ABV, that high proof ABV. Proof is double ABV, just in case anybody wanted to know. So ABV is the volume of ethanol or alcohol in that liquid mixture. But that first distillation of, of the ethanol, is that what they call like a neutral grain spirit? It, it really doesn't have any taste at that point? So the more times you distill it, the less flavor, smell, aroma, and everything it will have. Okay. Um, the stillet will always be clear coming off because ethanol is clear. Uh, but the more times it's distilled, the more neutral it will become. So the first time you distill it is actually not neutral yet. Okay. You want to distill it a minimum of twice for any product that's potable or drinkable. Um, and then after, after the two times, it's basically up to the distiller. Do they want to do it a third, fourth, fifth, sixth? However many times they want. If pot still, column stills, um, they distill things much in a different process so you can distill it quote-unquote one time but it's multiple times within that one time so okay. it becomes purer faster well let's pause right here megan painter is a product education supervisor with the fine wine and good spirit stores uh, you can find them online at fwgs.com we're talking about irish whiskey and irish whiskey education ahead of this saint patrick's day from the tube city center for business and innovation in downtown mckeesport this is two rivers 30 minutes We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifler's.com or call 412-678-6191. For many of you, it's early in the morning, so it might be a bit too early uh, to taste a little bit of whiskey, but maybe later on in the day when you get a chance to take a break, depending on how when you're listening to this, uh, you'll be able to think a little bit more about the process. So you said the more, when we took the break, you said the more that the spirits are distilled, the clearer and less flavor it has, correct? Yes, there are these little things called esters, which uh -huh. kind of attach themselves to the ethanol molecule. And the more times you distill um, the liquid, the less esters uh, are carried over. So if you distill it too many times, you have essentially vodka, which doesn't have any of those signature smells or aromas and taste profiles, whereas spirits such as whiskey, you want that. So you don't want to over-distill it or else you're going to lose that. Although with Irish whiskey, their claim to fame, which is not required, but they triple-distill it, which okay. will be proudly displayed on a, most of all the brands in the, that you'll see in your stores. Um, but those 
that triple distillation, that third time, it's just an extra smoothness that they like to promote. The, the, you mentioned vodka, which is a clear spirit and usually does not have very much taste at all, although I know some people are um, aficionados or connoisseurs of different kinds of vodkas. Do they start out with the same types of grains as Irish whiskey does? Yeah, you can. With vodka, you can pretty much use anything that has a starch or a sugar. And if okay. you distill it to over 95% alcohol by volume, you can call it a vodka okay. in most places. But with Irish whiskey, they must distill it to less than 94.8% ABV because they want to retain that those esters again. But a lot of them distill to even below that, uh, in, depending on the type of still that they're using. And in Ireland, what sort of grains are they using to start with? Barley is the backbone to most mm -hmm. all Irish whiskeys. Um, you can do a couple things with barley. You can do what's called malting, or you can leave it unmalted. Uh, malting is a big question a lot of people have, like, what does that mean? Malting essentially is the sprouting of or the germination of those grains. And what that does is it kickstarts uh, the sugars, so starches in those grains. Yeast doesn't eat starch. It eats sugar. So when you malt it, that starch is converted into a sugar and then you can create your mash or your beer, essentially, okay. uh, which is a little chunky and looks like your porridge. So you don't want to drink it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's no icy light, but <laughs> <laughs> right. that's, that's what you're going to start with. And then you put that in your still. Depending on the style, you can filter the solids out or you leave them in. And again, that's up to the distiller if they want to do that because it will give different flavors. Um, but that mash goes into the still and then it's distilled once and then it's collected and then it's put back into a copper pot still and then re-fermented at least twice. And again, or sorry, not fermented, re-distilled. Mm -hmm. And then three times, again, is one of the signature Irish whiskey traits. Uh, Megan Painter is a product education supervisor with the Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores across Pennsylvania, fwgs.com, for more information um, or to order products or to... Just browse. Sometimes I just like to look, uh, Megan, um, even even if it's not something that uh, I'm necessarily interested in. Um, we, we have seen, and I don't want to drift too far off the topic of Irish whiskey, but we have seen over the last eight or ten years as well a lot of homegrown distilling operations popping up. You know, for, for, for years, I grew up in, a, in an environment where it was, you know, illegal for people to... Um, or very difficult to start a distillery, so only very large companies were distilling uh, whiskey or spirits. But we're seeing across Pennsylvania now companies like Weigel, uh, Dad's Hat, um, many others that have sprouted up across the state of Pennsylvania, some right here in the Mon Valley area where we broadcast from. What, what changed uh, in the laws that, that has enabled these craft distilleries to spring up? Well, I think... It's important to remember that Western PA is kind of the birthplace of American whiskey. That's where I'm going with this. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you look at history, you have the Whiskey Rebellion, and basically a bunch of people didn't want to pay taxes on their whiskey, so they were like, I'm leaving, bye. Yeah. And then they moved to what's now Bourbon County, Kentucky, uh, <laughs> and then started, you know, creating what we know as bourbon today. Uh, but, you know, the, the a lot of Irish immigrants came to America with the knowledge that they had and decided to start here because they had a lot of open space to plant all of these grains that you need to make these really good whiskeys. So they, again, a lot of Irish history yeah. connected with the, with American whiskeys too. So, so the, the American whiskeys, before we get, jump back to the Irish whiskeys for a second, when you were talking about the distilling process and how the more you distill it, the clearer it gets, the less flavor it is. Is that what we think of as, as moonshine, for instance? Yeah, so moonshine is kind of this weird in-between spot between whiskey and vodka. 
Uh, Whiskey, technically, it must be aged in a barrel of some type. Mm -hmm. Vodka cannot be aged in a barrel, but you have to distill vodka to 95% alcohol by volume. With moonshine, which would become whiskey if it was aged, you don't have to hit that high ABV. So you can actually distill it to a low ABV to retain some of those flavors and characteristics. And then if you were to barrel age it, you could technically call it a whiskey. What What are the differences between the Irish whiskey and, I don't want to say any bad words, but the Scotch whiskeys and Canadian whiskeys, for instance? I'm sure each group believes theirs is the best, right? That's the biggest difference. But yeah. but, 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 but what are the, what are some of the, the differences that someone might notice in a taste, for instance? So we'll talk with the, you know, specifically with two Irish whiskey. Uh-huh. So Irish whiskey, it must be produced in Ireland. Obviously. obviously. Yeah. Um, it must be fermented from a mash of malted cereals, which again is mostly barley, which can be malted or unmalted. But they use wheat, corn, rye, sometimes oats. Mm-hmm. So those things can be used in smaller quantities. Um, it's typically, again, distilled three times in a pot still. But they do use column stills to produce what we call blended Irish whiskeys, mm-hmm. which are probably some of the most popular brands like Jameson and Bushmills. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas other malt whiskeys, such as scotch, single malt whiskey. So a single meaning one producer, mm-hmm. malt meaning 100% malted barley. So you can create a single malt anywhere scotch is just famous for, but you can do it in Ireland, you can do it in America, Woodford Reserve has one, yeah. um, but this that's again two times distilled on a pot still. So in Ireland, that extra third distillation results in a really light, mm-hmm. smooth finish, which a lot of people really enjoy about Irish whiskeys and separates them from the pack of that sweetness that you get from bourbon yeah. or that heatiness that you can sometimes get from scotch yeah you get this sort of a, from the scotch whiskeys you get more of a smoky or a peaty taste and canadian whiskeys tend to be a little bit sweeter in my ex- experience and, and and is that just canadian whiskeys rely on rye uh-huh. they do of course use barley and corn and bourbons are the backbone of corn uh-huh. have that overall sweetness from that but the process is more or less the same for the distilling yes and again the water source think of where <laughs> ireland is surrounded by water so the water source a lot of what's in your bottle is actually water uh you know because you have alcohol by volume let's say it's between 40 and 50 percent maybe even higher but the rest is mostly just water uh so if your water is soft or hard or near the ocean or you know in you know pittsburgh three rivers Uh, yeah (laughs) you've got different types of water that really affect the spirit or in wine terms we call it terroir which is not uncommon to be used with spirit uh, conversations as well. I, I have a completely off-the-wall question, and we have a couple, uh, we, about another minute before we have to take another break. How are the whiskeys brought over here? Are, they, are these whiskeys generally bottled in Ireland and then brought over in bottles, or do they come over in barrels and they're decanted here? Do, do you know? Yeah, so that is a great question. A lot of people wonder about that. Part of the Irish whiskey uh, law is that it must be bottled in Ireland, but if it's shipped without bottling, it can't be in uh, a container that will give impart any flavor. So no wood barrels. They can ship it in large, maybe stainless steel containers, for example, which are inert, uh, but they cannot ship it in wood. Most people do bottle in Ireland. Uh, It's one thing it, it ensures that people have jobs because they can work at the plants and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Um, but then you do have to worry about shipping a bunch of bottles rather than a large steel container that won't break. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, most of the ones that I have seen all are labeled bottled in Ireland, but I, I do occasionally see some that are, are imported and, and bottled in this country. Uh, we have this other break uh, coming up to take. Time goes very quickly. When we come back, I want to ask you about some specific Irish whiskeys, um, some maybe some specific cocktails, if you would like to suggest some, and, and also for someone who's a novice or a newbie, but you know, 
maybe sees people enjoying Irish whiskey and, and wants to get into it, maybe where they should start out, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Painter is a product education supervisor at the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores. You can find them probably right in your neighborhood. Uh, if not, you can go online, fwgs.com with COVID-19. You can order stuff for curbside pickup as well using that website. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Whiskey on the shelf. You are so quiet there by yourself. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is uh, Megan Painter. She's with the Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores. Megan off the air was reminding me that you can't order online. You need to call the store to arrange the curbside pickup. So if you are um, concerned about COVID-19, haven't been vaccinated yet, and, and you want to place an order, you need to call your, your local liquor store. Is that correct, uh, Megan? Yes, it is. And okay. then you can order online for delivery um, via UPS. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's an option as well. You don't even have to leave your house. Um when we took the break, we we have been talking a little bit about how whiskeys are made, what the differences are between Irish whiskeys and whiskeys that are made in, in other countries. Um, I, I mentioned, too, that a lot of people are hearing this on Sunday morning, and, you know, they may be concerned that, well, I, I can't have any whiskey at 930 on a Sunday morning. But you were telling me that there's something called an Irish espresso? Yeah, so one of our cocktails of the month that we're featuring on our site, which you can look how to mix it on the website and the ingredients that you'll need, is called the Irish Espresso, which is a real fancy version of a good old-fashioned Irish coffee. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it, as long as you're being responsible, you can drink it whatever time of day you want. <laughs> it's it's not just for breakfast anymore, as, as we used to say. Exactly. What, what goes into an Irish Espresso? The Irish Espresso uh, features uh, slain blended Irish whiskey. Okay. You use an ounce and a half of that. And then a coffee liqueur, such as Kapali, mm-hmm. uh, use a half an ounce of that. And then your favorite espresso, get it brewing, uh, chill it. And then as a garnish, you use some coffee beans. But you combine those ingredients in a shaker with ice. And then you strain it into your favorite glass, preferably like a nice fancy glass if you're in the morning, like a coupe glass or even a nice clear coffee glass. And then you just garnish with coffee beans for that extra jolt and a little snack at the end. <laughs> that sound is the weather is a little bit warmer if if you're not going to a St. Patrick's Day parade since most of them are canceled this year. Sounds like something nice to sit on the front porch maybe and and enjoy. Um, what is the most popular Irish whiskey that you guys? So sell? One of our best sellers is is Jameson, the tried and true kind of everybody knows it brand. Uh, we sold over five hundred twenty five thousand units in our last fiscal year. What's a unit? Uh, what's a unit mean? selling spirit overall. So. What, what is a unit? Uh, or Jameson. Oh, a unit is one bottle that's a fifth, which would you, you would typically purchase. Okay, so that's almost, what, 500,000 liters then, right? Mm-hmm. A half, yeah, and a then half that's million liters. the other sizes of Jameson, which we sell the large bottles, we sell small units. Uh, so there's, that's just the one product. <laughs> So. Uh, a lot of people, when they're first testing whiskey, and we, we talked a little while ago about how whiskeys became very popular and trendy uh, 15, 20 years ago, and that trend continues. Megan Painter, by the way, is our guest this morning for a few more minutes. Uh, a lot of people wanted to try whiskey, right? And 
I, I have often seen this happen. You're at a, a party or a restaurant or, or a tavern, and um, someone says, well, I want to try your whiskey. And then if they're not used to drinking whiskey, they might make a face like, ugh. That's... If, if someone wants to get into trying whiskeys, but maybe has had bad experiences or maybe they've had bad whiskey, um, which I think sounds like a song, doesn't it? Uh, wh- where could they start out? What's, what's, what's maybe a place to start for the whiskey newbie? So if you're starting in with Irish whiskey specifically, uh-huh. you want to make sure that you're drinking a product that isn't overproof or high alcohol because that's going to give you that bite. Uh-huh. Um, so if you're not a fan of that, just look at, you know, maybe 40%, which is the minimum for whiskey bottling. Um, but don't get something that's like 56% because that's going to taste very strong to you. Sure. You can also make sure that you have um, what's called a water back which is just room temperature tap water or bottled water. Uh, and you just put a drop or two into the spirit and that opens it up. So that really kind of lets it stretch its, its legs. It, it softens it a bit on your palate, um, but it will also take away some of that bite that you may not enjoy. You don't want cold water. You can also just serve it on the rocks, but that will of course water it down a bit as the ice melts. So if you want to get started, there are some terms to look for. Um, for example, just blended Irish whiskey, that's going to have a lot of different grains in the mash bill. So that's going to give you a little bit of everything. You can try a single malt Irish whiskey or a malt Irish whiskey. Those are made with 100% malted barley, which gives you a nice biscuity kind of uh, leathery taste sometimes. Um, you can also use grain Irish whiskey, which is, you know, single grain, meaning no malted barley okay. or just a tiny bit of it. And then pot still Irish whiskey, which is exclusively produced on those pot stills rather than the larger production column stills that are, uh, you know, Jack Daniels makes it on column yeah. stills. Nothing wrong with that. It's delicious and it's very efficient. But Ireland likes their pot stills and the quality and flavor that emanate from those machines. We're running out of time, but you brought up something that I, I wanted to mention, and I'm glad you brought it up. And that is the the dropping of a little bit of water. And, and, and I... I you know, was astonished. My wife and I toured a distillery in Canada and at the end of it, they had a tasting and that was what they were recommended. And I thought, well, wait a minute. These, I thought they, well, you wanted the pure whiskey undiluted. And they said the same thing that you did, that a couple of drops of water opens up the, t- the taste of it a little bit. And it is, it's entirely different if you haven't, if you've only ever had a shot of whiskey straight, it really does open the taste up for it. Yeah. Especially if it's, uh, you know, the older it is, the longer it's aged because that age statement on the bottle is time spent in a barrel. Um, but the longer it is, the less you want to mix it, but you still want to have just a drop or two again of that tepid or room temp water. And then again, that will open it up. You might even see terms like non-chill filtered on a bottle of spirits. That means that it wasn't filtered at cold temperatures, which means it might get a little cloudy when you add ice or water. That's totally normal. Some people think it's even a sign of quality. Um, and that's typically referred to as loushing. Um, but, Again, the less expensive and less the age, the more you can mix it. So you can grab a bottle of Bush Mills Red Bush, which is uh, $21.99. You can get a bottle of something like Tullamore Dew. Um, and then, again, the Slain Blended Whiskey that we have on sale this month in our stores. Um, but then there's a variety of products that are in that higher price point that you would just want to sip on in the evening or in the morning, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Drink responsibly, <laughs> or, you know, that yes. Over yes. price range. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You you mentioned one of the cocktails you're featuring this month was the Irish espresso, which we talked about. Um, any other cocktails you can recommend uh, before we let you go? Yeah, good old fashioned Irish coffee, which is Irish whiskey with hot coffee, mm-hmm. topped with a little bit of whipped cream and a little tiny bit of brown sugar. If you're if you're fancy, uh, you can also make, 
make a version of the Manhattan, the Dublin, uh, uh-huh. and that's, you know, instead of using American whiskey, such as a rye whiskey, you can use an Irish whiskey. Uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, you can make an Irish Old Fashioned, which okay. is really, really one of my favorites. And you, so probably, need bitter, you probably need Angostura bitters and some simple syrup and some uh, orange rind for that as well? Yeah, an orange rind. Wipe it around the glass room. gives you a nice little flavor uh, jolt when you put your lips to the glass. Yeah, but instead of using, uh, you know, any whiskey, specifically use an Irish whiskey. Kilbegan is even sponsoring uh, the, the, the Kilbegan March, which is instead of just celebrating St. Patrick's Day on one day, since we've been in quarantine, celebrated for the whole month. <laughs> a different, a different kind of Irish whiskey every day. So you, you know, there's a lot of them on sale in our stores this month. So I, uh, you know, as long as you're drinking responsibly, definitely expand your horizons. Uh, Megan Painter has been our guest this morning. She's a product education specialist with the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board, uh, Fine Wine and Good Spirits stores. You can learn more. You can get the recipes for those cocktails. Since you're probably in the car or driving or maybe listening and uh, you'd like to look those up, go to the website fwgs.com. Uh, be sure to drink responsibly. And whether you're Irish or not, I guess we're all, as they say, a little bit Irish on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Megan, is there any? are you Irish at all? Uh, um, we're all Irish at heart uh, in March, aren't we? <laughs> well, well answered. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you. Slancha, which is cheers in Irish Gaelic. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes of Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.